This is the Blaze Radio On Demand. You looking to sell your home? At realestateagentsitrust.com, our goal is to ease the stress of home selling by helping you sell your home as quickly as possible at the best price possible. Hi, it's Glenn Beck, and I want to thank you. In just the last few months, thousands of Blaze Radio listeners just like you have contacted our agents. So if you're thinking of selling your home or if you want help buying a home, go to realestateagentsitrust.com and let our individually selected agents earn your business. realestateagentsitrust.com Seven back eight 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 seven two seven B E C K. It's uh, a pretty somber day. We uh, uh, got news a couple hours ago uh, of this reporter in Roanoke and the cameraman who were just shot dead live on TV. Just really so so tragic, so disturbing, so horrific. And it, it, they're just doing a report uh, on tourism in Roanoke, it, in Manita, Virginia. And then this disgruntled employee, apparently, walks up and shoots them both and, uh, and kills them. Just really uh, horrific. Uh, WDBJ has confirmed Allison Parker and cameraman Adam Ward have died. Chamber of Commerce Director uh, Vicki Gardner, who was also shot in the back, was taken to a hospital for emergency surgery. Still don't know her condition yet. Um, she was apparently, was she the one that w- continued to scream? Yeah. Uh, I think so, because if you see the video, which we're not going to show you the video of, uh, of what... From the, the gunman from the point, of view, point of view. I'm which there is, there. if you haven't heard yet, there is that video, too, that he took of himself shooting them. Yeah. Um, we're not going to, you know, mm. give you that, obviously. Um, but uh, you can see there that as soon as... What he does is he waves the gun at the uh, camera crew for a while knowing they can't see him because they're in the middle Mm -hmm. of the reports. They're looking at the person and he's standing over here. Uh, And the same thing with the cameraman is just facing in the parking lot. So his back is faced. So he's like playing with them. He's like showing the gun, like what it looks like to point the gun at them. But when he shoots uh, the reporter, the reporter uh, sprints in the opposite direction. So she actually gets away, you know, to some degree. I mean, she momentarily, have, momentarily gets away. Now, obviously, she must have collapsed nearby. Right, or he shot her, um, you know, as she was running away. It's hard to know. Mm-hmm. You don't see. Again, it's not a bloody thing, but you do see the gun go off, pointed right at her. I mean, and she just turns and runs away. Yeah, this is what they did see live on Roanoke Television today on Channel Seven in Roanoke. We're saying tourism. We want the people that come here to say that was. Okay, not sure what happened there. We will, of course, let you know as soon as we find out what those sounds were from. I mean, that is like the most authentic face you've ever seen when she they come back to her, and she her face is just it's just horror. Um, and you kind of can see her take a few steps away um, there as she kind of mm-hmm. gets. It's amazing because she, I mean, that first gunshot that you hear is her getting shot, right? And you yeah. don't even. You, you, 
I mean, for whatever reason, you, she she, she, she I mean, just turns around and runs. And runs. I mean, it, it doesn't. It didn't. It doesn't happen like it does it on TV. Yeah, it's not the movies. where you shoot and they yeah. immediately fall back or, or they blown backward. Right. She just kind of, she just recoils a little bit and then turns around and apparently gets shot again. And as she's running, he he must have sh- shot the cameraman real quick, and then turned the gun back to her. I I don't know. Yeah, it was. Now, if you see the video, and I, you know, look, it's all over the place. I don't necessarily want to play it again, but at the very end, you can right. see. Uh, do we have a screenshot of the video where you can see the actual shooter? I was. Is uh, that? Do we pull that by any chance? Um, we I, may have that here. I was just going to remark the first time we watched it this morning, um, you didn't for some, you know, because you're thinking about the shots fired and you're thinking about how horrible it is for these people to get shot. You do. You don't see it. And then once you knew it was there after the screen grab, I can't watch that video now without really seeing him walk away. Yeah, yes. here, here it is. This is the screenshot of the actual killer pointing the gun at the cameraman um, uh, right at the end before they came back into the studio. Um, and you could see there he is. And I don't know, do we have a picture of, uh, of the shooter who is Bryce Williams' actual, like a normal shot of him? I don't know. If be, you know, so, so much breaking right now. But, I mean, you can tell it's him. I mean, when you see the – you can look at that and say – I would assume everybody in the office of the, of the station, yes. as soon as they saw the screenshot, knew exactly who it was. You're darn right. And it did. wasn't long after that that pursuit had begun. They knew who the guy was. They apparently um, – police confronted him, and when they did, uh, he shot, shot himself, himself. Um, which is unsurprising. Uh, it's seemingly the way these people uh, you know, who do these terrible things wind up dealing with it. Uh, they take – uh, you know the cowardly, I guess, way out. Um, I don't even know if I want to. It's hard to say that because I don't want them doing anything else. I want them to mm. do that first. Right. I want them to wake up, have a cup of coffee, and start their day that way, mm-hmm. where they take their own life, and then this is over. And WDBJ reported. I was just looking at their mm-hmm. live stream. Reported that the suspect had been killed. So I don't know that it was necessarily a suicide either. Really? Okay. The initial. So I mean, I know the, I, that everything the changes. Report. I know. I got mm-hmm. it. But mm-hmm. they reported killed. Thank what you. A, what a weird situation where he, the guy, was tweeting right up until the last, right up until he either yeah, shot himself him, or okay. police shot him. Uh, he's tweeting things out about about the shooting. Yeah, I can walk you through those. I, I posted them on because I happened to right as it was happening. I happened to go on Twitter. Glenn was just going to commercial, uh, and I just happened to just pop on Twitter to see what people were saying. Saw um, a couple people talking about this, clicked on his link, and immediately after that, they pulled the whole thing down. But that's when I was able to actually pull uh, some screenshots of it and put them up on my Facebook page. They're also on the Blaze. Um, and again, there's nothing graphic here. Uh, but uh, it goes back to he says, <coughs> Allison made racist comments. He's explaining himself. Why did he do this? Mm-hmm. Allison made racist comments. EEOC report was filed. They hired her after that. Um, and then he says, I filmed the shooting, see Facebook. Then he posts two links to the shooting from his perspective. Those are the videos we're not going to show you. Um, mm. uh, but, uh, I mean, they're really, uh, really, I mean, to say they're really disturbing is a complete understatement. Um, but it's it, it, interesting. Also, his previous tweet, the last tweet he made, you know, that of any note before the shootings was, here's a headshot I used for getting acting modeling gigs way back when, LOL. And I, wasn't I a cute baby? I, I, that was the last one. And then into um, racism. By the way, this is uh, reportedly at least the second place he's made racist accusations against other employees, accusing others of ra- racism, and has sued in previous uh, markets about 
um, this particular thing. I think it was in mm -hmm. Florida. Was his, was a previous job he did that. Um, so it's a really disturbing day, and, I, and it's just hard to take. I mean, look, we it's a weird thing that we have. Ray Rice uh, committed d domestic violence. We all know that. We all knew it. He was suspended for a couple games. When the video comes out, it changes everything. Um, and now this is the same thing here. Look, this local news station has probably reported murders with two people getting shot every night for the past two years, and it's just a passing thing. There's something different about it happening on live television, something different about the, the actual video being available, and something different about it, you know, there's something about the dichotomy of seeing, you know, it's like if they were reporting on ISIS, it would be different. There's something different about the fact that they're just reporting something so innocent, like, hey, we hope everyone comes down to our place. It's tourism. And this is a fun story. And look, we're talking to this nice lady who's telling us about all the great things that you can do this weekend. Mm -hmm. And that, that day where they wake up to do that ends like this. I, there's something mm -hmm. just r incredibly disturbing about yeah. it. Yeah, there is. Uh, we've got the uh, tweets that he put up. Yeah, here they are. They're up um, in the blaze as well. Bryce Williams, seven seven minutes, twelve, twelve seven and oh, oh, I see. Bryce yeah, Williams, know. seven. Uh, he for his first thing was Allison made racist comments. EEOC report filed. They hired her after that. Was the third thing. Adam went to HR on me after working with me one time. Well, if you're a jerk or a douchebag, <laughs> I, I don't care how many times it took. And then, uh, and then, of course, he mentions that, uh, that the video of the shooting was posted on Facebook. That is just, uh, I've never seen anything like this. It's, it's pretty unbelievable. And, you know, this, the, the sad part about it mm. is that this has probably set a precedent for others to follow. Uh, I hope not, but uh, this is a pretty bizarre society we live in right now. And so it wouldn't surprise me to see somebody copy the same M.O. here. Um, but uh, it's, I, I mean, words can't describe how disturbing this is. Um, and as this stuff develops, we'll just keep you up to date on it as much as possible. Uh, so Shep Smith was the first person I saw to report that he had been, he committed suicide. Uh, Jeffy is seeing reports saying that he, that they're saying he was killed. So maybe it wasn't him committing suicide. And now there's another report saying... Potentially, he's not dead at all. He was in critical condition. I was just going to say, I've seen that report, too. So, I mean, oh, So, who knows, I guess, is the point. Um, mm. You know, uh, it's hard to know at this point, and these things are all continue to break. We'll just keep you updated with what we know, and you've got to take it with the grain of salt of its, its initial reporting. This kind of goes against all that we're told, though, about these kinds of shootings, because there are always white people that do it. Always white people who do it. And not this time. Uh, so, um, do these white lives matter, or I, I, I guess according to, to the Black Lives Matter protesters, maybe not? I, I don't know. Mm. I, and the first thing that Hillary Clinton jumps to is we got to get rid of the guns. Yep. Here's, another, here's another story that shows us we've got to get rid of the guns. I, I need to politicize this on the day of, as we still don't even know all of the issues. As we still don't even know all the circumstances. We don't know the facts. Uh, in fact, I don't think he'd even been uh, shot at that point. I don't think he'd, he'd even been apprehended by, by the authorities at that point. 
And already she was saying we got to get rid of the guns. Uh, it, it's pathetic how quickly they they politicize these tragedies. It's it's really something. Triple eight seven two seven Beck, eight 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 seven two seven B E C K. We'll keep an eye on this, and then as soon as anything else becomes available, uh, we'll let you know. Yesterday, Jorge uh, Ramos was escorted out of the press conference with uh, with Donald Trump, and this is fairly interesting because it's a good moment for Trump. I, I think to all of us. This was a pretty good moment. Yes, I mean, it's almost enough to make me a fan of the guy, <laughs> but not quite. Um, but uh, here's here's what happened as uh, Trump was doing was delivering this press conference, and Jorge Ramos from Univision got up out of turn, and here's what happened. Next, yeah, please. Excuse me. Sit down. You weren't called. Sit down. Sit down. <laughs> sit down. Go ahead. No, you don't. You haven't been called. Go back to Univision. Go ahead. You cannot deport 11 million. Go ahead. You cannot deport 11 million people. You cannot build a 1900 wall. You cannot deny citizenship to children. Sit down, please. Mm -hmm. You weren't called. I'm a reporter and I have one question, sir. Go. Don't touch me. It's great. Yes, go ahead. It shows the conceit of Jorge Ramos, too, sure who, who believes that because he's a reporter, he's got the right to do whatever he pleases. He can speak out of turn if he wants. He can get up and tell this uh, presidential candidate what to do. Not only is he wrong that reporters can't do what he's doing, he's also not a reporter. <laughs> right. He's an activist. Yeah, he really I mean, is. And that proves it. Look, I can't stand Donald Trump as a presidential candidate, as I've been very clear on. Someone said the other day, like, all you guys do is have subtle attacks on Donald Trump. Subtle? You think this is subtle? Right, we're, we're saying it. We're telling you. Mm -hmm. I'm at least telling you. I can speak for myself. I think Donald Trump would be a terrible president and a, the worst possible choice in the entire field for Republicans. So I'm, I'm not there's nothing subtle about it. However, in this moment, uh, Ramos is so bad, he makes Trump look good. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, I'm not saying that Trump handled this press conference well. We can go through step by step what he did, which is some of it's bizarre. But the bottom line is, this man should not be considered a journalist. He's straight out an activist. This is a press mm -hmm. conference. All he has to do is wait, and he's going to get called on. And we know that because even after they kicked him out, they still let him ask questions. Yeah, Trump doesn't mind getting in debates like this. This is the only thing fueling his candidacy. It's certainly not policy. No. And he, he went back to him, and here's what happened. Yes. After they let him back in. Good. Absolutely. Good. Absolutely. Good to have you back. Okay. So, so here's the problem with your immigration plan. It's full of empty promises. Okay. You cannot deport 11 million undocumented immigrants. You cannot deny citizenship to the children in this country. You cannot build a... Why do you say that? Well, a lot of people think, no, 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 excuse me. A, a lot of people, no, no, but a lot of people think that's not right, that an act of Congress can do it. Now, it's possibly going to be, have to be tested in courts, but a lot of people think that if you come and you're on the other side of the border, I'm not talking about Mexico, somebody on the other side of the border, a woman is getting ready to have a baby, she crosses the border for one day, has the baby all of a sudden for the next 80 years, hopefully longer, but for the next 80 years, we have to take care of the people. Good I don't point. think this. No, no, no. I, I don't think so. Excuse me. Some of the greatest legal scholars, and I know some of the television scholars agree with you, but some of the great legal scholars agree that that's not true. That if you come across, excuse me. Yeah, just one second. No, no, I am answering. If you come across for one day, one day, and you have a baby, 
Now the baby is going to be an American citizen. There are great legal, excuse me, there are great legal scholars, the top, that say that's absolutely wrong. It's going to be tested. That's all, that's all Trump deals with is the top. I mean, he, he knows top people, I know. right? Everything get, he does is top. You get both of them in that. You get the Trump, everything yeah. is top. And you get Jorge yeah. just keeps hammering and hammering. Let the man answer the question. Oh, you got the battle of the egos going on right no there. No kidding. It was, it's kind of interesting. Uh, for his part, uh, Ramos put out a video about getting out, booted out of the uh, Trump press conference. And here's what he said. We came into the press conference. And, and of course, I, I was authorized to be in the, the press conference. And you weren't authorized to interrupt. Reporters starting asking questions, and after two or three questions, I thought it was my turn and my right to ask a question. So you I thought, stood up okay, and I started mm-hmm. asking uh, Mr. Trump a question on immigration, on on the fact that he cannot deport 11 million, and the fact that he cannot deny citizenship to the children born in this country, and to the fact that he cannot build a 1,900-mile between Mexico and the United States. <laughs> and right in the middle of, of the question, Mr. Trump um, said that I couldn't keep on asking my question. And I am a reporter God, an immigrant sucks. and a U.S. citizen, and I have the right to ask any question to anyone. No, you don't. So I kept on asking my question. And at that point... What makes you think that? Um, it's his event. Two agents, members of his security team, came to me and pushed me out of the press conference. Pushed it's the first you. time in my life Stop anywhere it. in the world Stop in which it. I've been escorted out of a press conference. The worst. And this guy's trying the to get worst. attention. I stayed what outside. Total douche he room. is. He, he's, oh, my and gosh. Uh, I can't take it anymore. Please tur- turn it off. Maybe it's just, <laughs> he's Univision's Geraldo. That's yeah. all this guy is. He's he, trying to get attention for himself. Is. And, you know, it's, it's pathetic. Wow. I'm waiting for him. We're going to see. There's going to be a picture of him in the bathroom with a towel on and is doing a selfie any time, any day now with Jeez. Jorge Ramos. I, I mean, the guy's just an activist. You go in there and interrupt. Everyone saw the video. You were not. He was looking completely on the other side of the room when he called on someone, and you just started talking. Right. He was calling on somebody else. You didn't think it when was your turn. When he got up and started, even if you did think it's your turn, Trump didn't. So it doesn't matter what you thought. That is unbelievable. And and fortunately. We have the real deal, and we just watched it unfold, and then he tries to spin this thing like he's in the right. It's, it, just, it, it goes to show uh, that that truly was a battle of two enormous egos. Yeah, and both, both of them are insanely dishonest. And, you know, yeah. Again, like I, am, uh, I, I, I side with Trump on this particular debate uh, overall, but listen to, the, listen to the telling of this story real quick. This is um, from uh, this is Red State's telling. And again, Red State uh, it doesn't seem to be fans of Trump either. But listen to this. He opened the conference by um, talking, uh, yelling at universe, uh, Univision anchor Jorge Ramos, who he claimed to ask a question without being called on. Clearly, that's exactly true. Yeah, that it's is clearly true. true. He went on, blah, 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 blah. Uh, and, and even the Red State guy says, uh, I would have zero problem in principle with throwing Ramos out at a press conference on these merits. Um, the next reporter's question naturally was, why did you have him thrown out? You just saw the video. You saw what happened. Amazingly, Trump responded to this question by answering, I didn't have him thrown out. You'll have to ask security whoever they are. Okay. Hmm. When reporters pressed him, the obvious fact that the person uh, that had him removed was on his staff. He appeared to be <laughs> even wearing a Trump button. 
uh, he immediately changed his tune to say that it was because the reporter was a highly emotional person, with no mention of the fact that 30 seconds earlier he had been denying that he had Ramos thrown out at all. These are just, it's a completely ridiculous confrontation between two people who are inherently dishonest at every level. Uh, but even, like, Jorge Ramos is so bad, he actually makes Trump look good here. Yeah, yes. <laughs> yes, he does. Uh, for his part, Trump said that uh, Ramos was totally, absolutely out of line. And, and I believe he was. Uh, but, you know, Trump didn't have to lie about it. I mean, he's in the right. What are you doing lying about it? Why do you, why do you tell somebody who asks, why'd you have him thrown out? It, isn't it obvious why I had him thrown out? Were you sitting there watching this occur? Mm -hmm. I mean, how difficult an explanation is that? 888 back. More uh, patents too coming up in a second. But all of these problems that are going on in the world... Uh, it, I mean, it just, this is why we tell you to be prepared for uh, any eventuality that may come up. It doesn't take much to affect the comfortable way we live. You know, a little bit of unpredictable weather could easily cut you off from access to your electricity. Give your family some peace of mind and uh, take control. Take control of your energy right now with one of these. These are fantastic. If the power goes out, I still need to see my Trump Ramos fight video of the day. And you got to charge your phone. you got to charge your iPad. I, right. I'm there. So here's what you do. You do this. You get a solar generator from, from uh, Solutions from Science. Their solar generators run really quietly. They emit no fumes. There's an endless supply of electricity from the sun. It'll run sump pumps. So if you've got, you got a flood in your basement or wherever, pump it right out with this power. Well, I uh, have show, that happen. Sure, I have too. It's, it's, it's and then when you've got no power, you're screwed. Nothing you're going to do. Shortwave yeah. radios. It'll even power your, your refrigerator so it keeps your food from so spoiling. You got the pump, you got your phone, right. you got your iPad, you got your refrigerator. You're all set. What, what like, more what, out of life do you need? <laughs> what else do you need? Your television, perhaps. <laughs> oh, which oh, no. you could also plug into that. Nice. Uh, so, anyway, to find out more, go right now to patoffgrid.com and you'll find out everything you need to know. Patoffgrid.com plus use the coupon code PAT and you get half price. What's the coupon code again, Pat? PAT. Okay. P. A T. So Pat Pat. Just the one P, the one T. Patoffgrid.com. Go there right now. When our water heater broke down last month, it was a nightmare. It took five hours for the plumber to show up, and he charged us a couple of hundred bucks just to come out. And then it cost another $1,800 to put in the new water heater. By the time it was all said and done, I felt like I'd been taken. But what else could I do? The smartest thing you can do is get a home warranty from American Residential Warranty. Their home warranties pay to repair or replace all your major appliances when they break. And they will break. And at the worst possible time, call American Residential Warranty right now for free information on home warranties starting at just pennies a day. Don't wait for your refrigerator to stop running or your ceiling fans to stop turning. Call American Residential Warranty right now. Ask how you can save up to 50% on washing and dryer coverage. Just call 1-800-686-3910. That's 1-800-686-3910. Again, 1-800-686-3910. Call now. Triple eight seven two seven Beck. Uh, it's Pat and Stu. In this continued, continuing battle between uh, Fox News, Donald Trump, Donald Trump, Megyn Kelly, uh, I guess Trump is is vowing he's not going to let uh, Megyn Kelly forget about this stuff anytime soon. Here's what he said yesterday. 
No, I wouldn't do that. I, she actually should be apologizing to me, but I would not do that. Why, no. why does she apologize? Because I thought her questioning and her attitude was totally inappropriate. So, so it just, well, I, if you look, all you have to do is look on the Internet today and you'll see who, who people favor in that one. But uh, I wouldn't, it's a very small element in my life, Megyn Kelly. I don't care about well, Megyn Kelly, but no, I would not that, apologize. She should wow. probably apologize to me, but I just don't care. Wow. So, it's such a lie. That's obvious. About. Obvious lie. Yeah, as soon as she comes back on, he's tweeting about If you don't care, you're leaving it alone. If you don't care, you're not saying anything about it. Of course he cares. He cares deeply because he's a thin-skinned buffoon. I mean, that is unbelievable. <laughs> that is unbelievable. I, here's what he said, by the way, about Megyn Kelly back in 2011 when she didn't ask him tough questions in a debate about being a moderator. Do you really think that you're a better moderator than I am? No, I could never beat you. That <laughs> wouldn't even be close. There would be no contest. You have done a great job, by the way, and I mean it. Thank you. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> this guy is... <laughs> oh, my It's the same thing God. with uh, Eric Erickson from Red State. Same thing. Yeah. Same thing. He, same thing. He had tweeted about how wonderful he was, what a great pickup it was for Fox News. Mm -hmm. Then he was dumb and a dummy and a dummy yeah. dummy. <laughs> you have done a oh, great so job. And I mean, he was a dumb, dumb, I'm dummy kidding. who's just dumb. I, this guy <laughs> is so pathetically bad, it's embarrassing. It is embarrassing. It's really embarrassing. He's good on immigration. On everything else, he's not he's good. Not. It's, even, it's not even fair to say he's good on yeah, it's, immigration. It's really honestly. not. He's been it's all really over the not. board on immigration. He, yeah. I mean, I guess you could say he's good because he has held every position on it. So <laughs> at some point, he probably hit a good one for everybody. He's I mean, just good because he's he's loud and he's not he's not apologizing. I mean, that's what that's what people like. It's definitely it. And uh, you know, like uh, you know, yeah, it's okay to. I mean, certainly to flirt with the to candidates like this early on in the campaign. It kind of happens every cycle at some level. Trump being a auto, you know, a a built-in celebrity before he comes in is is having a you know a longer um, run than some of these other guys and. I think with this, the way the field is built here, it kind of has created circumstances we've never seen before. Mm -hmm. um, and obviously, he also has the money to do whatever he wants. So he has a pretty um, interesting uh, sort of uh, you know, path here. I just don't, you know, I, I still don't think he can execute it by any means. But he, uh, it, one of the interesting things about this is the only time that he's had a drop-off in coverage was right after the debates. And that was the only time we've been able to hear you had to focus on some of the things that other candidates said. Mm -hmm. So you kind of think that if that continues, you know, because as soon as the debate was history, people started coming back to Trump because he's the one making news every day. He's the one saying something crazy every day. He's something that has a fight with somebody every single day. So you, it's just constant fuel for the media. If you want the media picking your candidates, Donald Trump's your guy because that's the one they want. Right. And again, this week, he, he called Megyn Kelly not a quality journalist. He retweeted that she was a bimbo. Uh, but what was it again? He said in 2011 when they were talking about him potentially being a debate moderator. Uh, what was it he said back in 2011? Do you really think that you're a better hmm. moderator than I am? No, I could never beat you. That wouldn't even be close. There would be uh, no contest. You have done a great job, by the way, and I mean it. Thank you. I'm glad you cleared that up. <laughs> It's so it's so genuine. I, again, how many times can so you see great. this guy saying something so genuine that he disagrees uh, with himself a year, a month, six months, six years later? Yeah. I mean, he says that as if he has the utmost respect for Megyn Kelly in every way. Sure. And here he is, like, 
is he not self-aware enough that when he's a candidate, he's going to get the tough questions? Like, he's praising her there for giving the tough questions. And then when he's at the other end of it, all of a sudden it's this horrible thing and she mm -hmm. should be, you know, uh, fired or well, obviously go on Obviously something's happened in Megan's life. I don't know what. Kids, uh, female things, but she can't do the moderating anymore. She's horrible. bleeding from whatever. She's horrible. <laughs> Uh, I will say, though, last night, uh, Megan had uh, Ted Cruz on, and she was really trying to uh, pin him down on the immigration situation, too. Here's what happened there. You've outlined your plan, but you're, you're unlike you, you're dodging my question. What, you don't want to answer that no, question? No, I, he no, said, He says but, he would. But, but Megan, I'm Donald not Trump playing says the game. they're all gone under his policy. What, what would a President Cruz do to the, to the American citizen children of two illegal immigrants who are born here, the children, did they get deported mm. under a President Cruz? Oh, man, I can't take it. But Megan, I get that that's the question you want to ask. That's also the question every mainstream media liberal journalist wants to ask. They focus exclusively. Is it an unfair question? On the 12 million people. Yes. It, it, it is, is a it? distraction from yes. how we actually solve premise. the problem. You know, it's also the question Barack well, why, Obama wants to focus on. Well, why is it so hard? Why don't you just because, say yes or no? Yeah. Be, 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 because, Megan, we need to solve the problem. And the way you solve the problem mm -hmm. is you focus where there's bipartisan agreement first. Once we've secured the border, once we've actually proven we can do this, once we've stopped the yeah, Obama really. administration's policy of releasing 104,000 violent criminal illegal aliens in one year, mm -hmm. once we've solved that problem, then we can have a debate, then we can have a conversation. Is it so, an unfair question? I, I, it's, it's a question whose premise is faulty. So from from that standpoint, yeah, it is kind of because I, I don't I don't I, I'm not going to decide for them whether or not their kids go back to Mexico or not. But that's the that's answer, up though. to them. But that's and that's the, that's the answer. And I don't know why anybody can't articulate it. it. Exactly. How difficult is it? It's answers. Like I, that. It's not up to me. The onus is on them. The parents who got the children into this situation. <laughs> Now, if they want to leave their American citizen children here with a relative or friends or maybe they're old enough to take care of themselves, whatever. Leave them here. If they want to keep the family unit together, that, too, is up to them and will deport them with them. When it's it's, when it's up to them. are committed, the consequences are the responsibility of the one who committed them. Yes. Amen. Uh, Why uh, can't anybody articulate that but position? That, but this is my issue here. So is, easy. Uh, once again. And you know I love Ted Cruz. I think I side with Megan there. I know. I mean, again, that is a fair question, and you've answered it successfully on the show 9,000 times. Yeah. So why can't Ted Cruz do that? I don't now, know. Now, Cruz, I, I understand, know. is trying to, to, to redirect two policies he wants to implement, which is something you do. But there's nothing wrong with that logic. I think the American people would, I think it would resonate right. with the American people. Look how people. pissed they are right now on this issue. They're so pissed that they're following Trump down and the rabbit hole. And it's answers like that that Ted Cruz gave to Megyn Kelly that make us go to Trump. Right. Because we want to hear right. the word us. So, so it's a little disturbing there. The word us, us oh, yeah, I'm, I'm not comfortable with. Now. But yes, I, I, <laughs> but, but I get it. You're right. I mean, like, there's no reason why he can't answer that. No, because they'd now, be with him. No, the, the, the responsibility's on them. The issue with Megyn Kelly is why does she ask it when every other liberal journalist is going to ask the same thing? But, I mean, mm. that's what you You have to be able to answer those questions. You do. And Cruz doesn't have a disaster there by any means. I mean, he doesn't, no, like, flop on himself. He doesn't have a... certainly not. But it's like, I, I'd rather I would, have him just articulate what you just said. Yeah, I, I would say he got on base on a Bach. 
He wasn't even a walk. Right. <laughs> and it certainly wasn't a base hit. Right. He got on base on a ball. Yeah, he didn't have a disaster. And that's one no. thing I do like about Cruz. Or he Unlike struck out. And the pitcher, the catcher yeah, dropped, dropped the, the pitch, and he got to first base. <laughs> yeah. He ran out. He beat out the throw. Yeah, it's that I, type of thing. It was like that. I don't. I, we got to get this to Cruz's campaign, to uh, Marco Rubio's campaign, to uh, Jindal. Anybody who will listen. Look, why can't you put the responsibility on people who broke our laws? Yeah. That's what is they, that they, too is, much to ask? Just like with every other broken law in our society, it is the responsibility right. of the family or the people who broke the law to deal with the consequences of that exactly. law. That is not something exactly. that's uh, unfamiliar. The issue here and the inconsistency that, that what you're seeing with the media is they don't believe it's a law. They don't believe there's any problem with people being here illegally. So they're, mm -hmm. they're just thrusting that upon uh, you know, the candidates and saying, well, this isn't a real law. They didn't really do anything wrong. So how can you break up, break up a family? As you pointed out a million times, Pat, if someone ran over someone in a DUI, no one says, why are you breaking up families? No, they're just right. saying that they don't think this is a real crime. That's not the, the your problem isn't with the candidate there. Your problem was with the U.S. legal system, which does identify it as a broken law. So I, I don't mm -hmm. understand why. I think it's because it makes you it makes it feel like, oh, well, I'm, I'm being targeting, I'm being too harsh or something. Uh, I, but I mean, I you have know. to be able to be comfortable to, to, you do. to, to rely yeah, on the fact do. that this is the way every crime in our society is dealt with. The people who commit the crime face consequences. And sometimes it does mm -hmm. uh, uh, um, wind up giving them di difficult choices. This is why <laughs> yeah. you avoid breaking laws. Right. It's why you do it. Right. Because it makes you have really difficult choices. If you go and you go deal drugs and you get caught, well, yeah, there's an upside to dealing drugs. As Jeffy's pointed out on the show many times, uh, there's a financial reward for that. There is uh, things you can purchase. There's a status element in some, in some circles to that. But there are consequences. And if you are a dad and you go out and you deal drugs and you get caught, no one ever says, even if that you're breaking up families, even if it's something, an innocuous drug that people, mm -hmm. if prescription drugs, People get no. There is nobody in the left who's saying, "How dare you think about sending Rush Limbaugh to, uh, to jail oh for gosh. for abusing prescription yeah. drugs?" No one ever said, "Are you breaking up Rush Limbaugh's family?" No one no. ever argued that because no. it was mm -hmm. his responsibility. And then he, I don't know that he did anything wrong by any means, but I'm just saying they would accuse him of doing that. Uh, it, it was his responsibility to deal with those outcomes if they wound up uh, coming true, which they did not. In for, this case. for some reason, illegal aliens are immune. Yeah. They're, they're immune to our laws. They're immune to consequences. They can't be asked to do anything. And, and whether that's make a decision whether the families are broken up or get the hell out or whatever, they, they've got to be immune to any sort of consequence. I, I don't understand it. Stop it. Stop it. And just have a spine and say it like it is. It's just not that hard. More Pat and Stu coming up in a second. So let it be written. So let it be done. So uh, now they're saying. It's Pat and Stu. Uh, apparently, we've got another update on the shooter who is supposedly not dead now. Yeah, the state police are saying that he is still alive after shooting himself. 
So he shot himself. He's still alive, struggling through. You know, I don't know if he's on life support. You know, obviously we get we'll get bits and pieces as much as we can. And what were you saying about uh, about him being difficult to work there's with? A, there, there's a quote of the uh, interview from the president and general manager of uh, WDBJ. Vester was a difficult person for a lot of people to work with. Yeah, I can imagine. Mm-hmm. Uh, I believe that uh, based on his tweets and all that. <sighs> Um, meanwhile, apparently, according to the Free Beacon, Bill Clinton is incensed and very agitated by all the hype around a possible Joe Biden candidacy. Mm. Really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Uh, apparently, that's pissing him off a little bit because, he, you know, you got the candidate already. Hillary Clinton, why aren't you psyched about her? What do you mean? Um, he's, Come on, Bill. Uh, he, according to a person who has spoken with him, in the past couple of weeks, he is very agitated by the possibility of, of Biden even running and all the hype around him. I, I, is it? I mean, I, I have a hard time buying the fact that Bill is really that concerned about Hillary becoming president. Me too. I, d- does it really mean that much to him, do you think? I don't even think they have a relationship except politically. <laughs> I, think I think their marriage is... You know, it's part of the deal of ascending to the top of the heap. Some people have different ways of showing their love to each other. Yeah, it's mm, true. That's true. That's true. Your ways are really weird. Um, so anyway, and so is Bill's, by the way. Yeah. So is Bill Clinton's. <laughs> well, I would say uh, there's the, there's kind of a working theory about the relationship that it's essentially, as you kind of point out, just political. It's essentially a business relationship mm-hmm. where they're a partnership in a business. Even from that perspective, though, she, she he would want her to be president. It makes I, him right. more powerful. I guess I don't um, know. You know, I mean, imagine what I don't know. imagine what the Clinton Foundation can get done if Hillary Clinton is president of the United States. Although mm-hmm. the one thing that Bill has over Kanks is that he was president. He was president, and she hasn't been. Yep. Uh, over who? Kanks. <laughs> sorry, I'm sorry. The presidential Democratic mm-hmm. hopeful, whatever. Hopeful. Hillary Clinton. Clinton. Oh. Mm-hmm. Can- Hillary Kanks. Clinton. Like Kanks for, for <laughs> yeah, short kankles. for Kankles. Yeah, just a, I, okay. Kankles is so long and sure. hard and trip over it. Okay. Just Kanks. So you just calling her Kanks? Yeah, well, when you're friends. Yeah, that's good. Your friends friend. just call each other by the nickname. And mm-hmm. your, your friends with the, oh, with the Clintons? Oh, Kank and I hang out all the time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so now it's just Kank. <laughs> She's gone from Kankles to Kanks to Kank. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah, that's, how, that's how close we are. So let me make sure I understand. The, uh, but really, that's the only thing. Uh, that Bill has over her is that he was president mm-hmm. back on down. Right. And he won't have that get, over right. her. If, if she, she gets president, president, she's got a better resume than he does. Yeah, she does. Oh, yeah, she does. Yeah. Triple eight seven two seven Beck. Meanwhile, Ben Carson isn't generating headlines, really, uh, or drawing the crowds of Donald Trump, but his numbers in some surveys suggest uh, that the, the appetite for his candidacy might be just as great, if not greater, According to Target Point Consulting, a top Republican polling and data research firm, roughly two-thirds of Republican primary voters polled uh, said they would consider backing uh, Carson, which is the highest level of support for any candidate in the field. Just 16% said they wouldn't. So about 66% say they would back his candidacy. 16% won't. Why? What what is the uh, what is the love affair with Ben Carson? I mean, he's really an unknown com- commodity, and maybe that's maybe that's it. Maybe people don't just don't know a lot about his stance, his positions on certain issues. 
and they've just heard a couple of things they like, and they know that he stood up to Obama when he was at the prayer breakfast and right to his face said some things that, yeah, that they couple, liked. Had a couple of good moments at the debate. A couple of good moments. Not, he wasn't great throughout, but he no. did have, towards the end of the debate, a couple of good answers. He's not already in office. That's a big and bonus. And he's not in, that's, not in office. That's true. That's a big bonus, man. That's true, too. Because yeah. while Ted Cruz has not been in that long and Rubio has been... They all have been there, man. They're still part of the yep. part of the machine, and people still see that as bad. Yeah, I was thinking mm -hmm. about this because uh, Glenn had mentioned uh, potentially that the Trump thing is helping people like Ted Cruz, and it has not destroyed him yet by any no. means. Um, I, I still tend to disagree with that, but I think it helps people like Ben Carson because Ben Carson was one of those people who was seen as he's a political novice. He would probably be the guy out there maybe making some, you know, having some gaffes while he's out on the campaign trail. And, you know, not, no fault of his own. It's just a new guy in the, in the, in the realm and learning how to deal with all of this. Um, and I think because of that, he's just not a focus. So you're only seeing kind of his good moments. I mean, we haven't really seen anything bad from Ben Carson. That's not mm -hmm. just, I mean, he hasn't, I'm sure if he made something really terrible statement, we'd hear about it. I think the people it hurts are probably more in the realm of Ted Cruz. Uh, probably Scott Walker, uh, probably uh, at some level maybe a Marco Rubio even, um, because you have someone who right now like you're only getting bits and pieces of these guys. Um, if Ben Carson was focused on more with no Donald Trump, there's a chance that he might make mistakes and then his 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 support goes away and goes to one of those other guys. Although Cruz could obviously make mistakes too. I think anybody can at some level. Maybe some of these guys are protected. From you know being gaftastic because Trump essentially sucks all the air out of the room, good and bad. Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, he says so many things every day that are controversial or newsworthy that people just you know, and newsworthy I'm using in quotes, um, you know, where he kind of sucks all the air out of the room. But that also, you know, probably helps some candidates. And Carson might be one of those guys. And I also agree that look, people just don't want a politician. <clears throat> There's some, there's some, at some level, we're kind of applying that oddly. Like, for example, I don't think Carly Fiorina gets any benefit out of not being a politician. Now, she has run for office before, so, but so is Trump. I mean, Trump has also run for office. He's, you know, he's just as much a politician as Carly Fiorina is. But because I think she seems more refined, she doesn't get that benefit. Yeah. Um, Ted Cruz has been in office very sh for a very short amount of time and ha was not a politician before that. Rubio at least was in the state house, but I mean Cruz wasn't. I mean, Cruz was a mm -hmm. you know he was a he was a lawyer. You know, I mean he was a lawyer. He was he argued cases in front of the Supreme Court. He did work in government, but he was not a politician per se. Um, at least how I would define it. Yeah, so that could be part of it. Yeah, it, it might be. Meanwhile, in New Hampshire, uh, none of this seems to matter to them. Uh, right now, Donald Trump is supported in, in New Hampshire. Donald Trump has a uh, 35% share of the uh, support in, uh, in the primary. Followed by, this really s is staggering to me. Followed by number two, John Kasich. Stop. 24 points behind him at 11% support. Carly Fiorina is at 10%, so she's in third. Then uh, Scott Walker at 7%, as is Ben Carson. Oh, Ben Carson is at 6 Jeb Bush and Scott Walker are both at 7 And then Ben Carson at 6 Chris Christie, Ted Cruz, and Marco Rubio have 4% support, Whoa. while Rand Paul has dropped to 3% in New Hampshire. This is just amazing. That is just amazing. Uh, so Trump continues to do really well in some of these key early states. 
I haven't seen anything from South Carolina yet, Florida, um, certainly not any of the, the bigger states like Texas. I mean, look, these polls at this point don't mean anything. They just don't. I mean, you know, they, they, they don't indicate people who are at these levels in polling typically don't wind up winning this early. I mean, you know, we get mm -hmm. sick of things so fast. Are we, we really going to hold our attention on Donald Trump making another outrageous statement every day until February? I, I find uh, my it hope hard is to believe. No, I, my, I find but it hard. I to believe. don't know. And this is <laughs> again assuming he doesn't make any up. big mistakes. Yeah, I mean, you know, he, I, all for all the stuff that I think has been, to me, all the stuff Trump has done so far, has been just indicative of how bad he is. Mm -hmm. uh, it hasn't necessarily. He hasn't had that huge flub. I mean, I mean, I don't know which one's the closest. I, the Megyn Kelly thing was bothersome, but he just denied it, and you know, his supporters believed him. Um, you know, uh, the uh, the John McCain thing, same thing. I mean, he just made the statement and then just denied it. Like, he, the same thing with Ramos. He said, hey, uh, I didn't throw him out. He just denied that he threw him out 30 seconds later when everyone saw him throw it out. At some point, that gets old, I think. Mm -hmm. um, and again, as these other guys, I, I, without Trump doing anything different, these candidates are going to drop out because they don't have any money or they don't have any success. This happens all the time. I mean, you know, mm -hmm. everybody drops out of the race except for the last person. So as they drop out, where does their support go? Do you think, I don't know, I mean, bring up some examples. Like who's going to drop out? I mean, Rick Perry. Is Rick Perry going to drop out? Is, are his reporters, supporters going to go to Donald Trump? I, mean, I don't know. I don't think so, I but I would not. say probably not. Marco Rubio, if he drops out, are they going to go to Donald Trump? No. Is Scott Walker, his supporters going to go to Donald Trump? Maybe. I don't think so. I mean, if it's Jeb Bush versus Donald Trump, Donald Trump has a chance because there's mm -hmm. enough people who will say, I don't, I just don't want this. But I mean, Ted Cruz is not running out of money anytime soon. No. The guy got, raised he's, $51 he's million dollars, uh, in, the, for, in a quarter. He's not going away anytime soon. Yeah, he's doing okay. Triple eight seven two seven. Beck. More patents too coming up. Rick's going to be the first one. Rick Perry? Yeah, yeah I, think I think so too. I think so too. Santorum, probably close behind. What about Jim Gilchrist Morlinson? No, he's in it till the end. He's in it to win it, my friend. Gilchrist Morlinson Jensen Berg. Oh, this guy is in it to win it. Anchors away. Why are you singing Anchors just Away? Anchor Babies. Oh, my gosh. Did you just say Anchor Babies? I did. Oh uh, I have gosh. another that term is, for them. Yeah. It's called babies. Babies! Okay? <laughs> How about just babies? Well, we're talking about Anchor Babies is what I was singing about. <gasps> oh, my. Just, he's still oh my. He's so offensive. That, so offensive. I That's an you. offensive term. Look it up in the dictionary. It's offensive. The dictionary Anchor babies? Says, yeah, it yeah. says offensive right yeah. next to it. I'm it not going to say it. say it. I'm not going to say it and repeat it. Mm -mm. But they're the... There's one born every 93 seconds. That's all I can tell you. They're the anchor it's that really, keeps... Yeah. It's really not an, even an offensive term. <laughs> I, I don't see why it is. <laughs> it really isn't. It's just saying you're anchoring yourself as a citizen here. Right. It's like you're having the baby. It's not that the baby is an anchor necessarily. It's where you birth the baby is an anchor. Mm -hmm. You're birthing it is, uh, intentionally inside the borders of the United States to get some sort of benefit. Well, apparently one is born every 93 seconds. That's uh, the uh, latest calculation. That seems like a lot. It does sure seem does. like mm -hmm. a lot. Uh, maybe, sure does. Maybe too much. But maybe we can get that down to every one second. 
Because I hate only a hateful nation would only allow this to happen every once every ninety three <laughs> seconds. Uh, why isn't there ninety three every second? How about that? No wow. one's asking that question. I hadn't. I hadn't even thought of that. I have the right to ask that question. You do. I have the right to. Why are you ask stopping it. me? Enough. I have the right to ask, ask the question. Ask I am a journalist, and I am here, and I have the right to ask that question. In fact, I demand an answer right now. Why are you answering other people's questions first? I'm important. Look at me. on from Monita or Roanoke uh, in a few minutes. He's He's been headed there for the last hour and a half, trying to make his way there. He was headed somewhere else, actually, and then this, this story broke about the shooting of the reporter and the cameraman uh, oh. live on TV, and so th we diverted him there, and so he should be there in a few minutes, and we'll check with him on the latest. Uh, in the meantime, uh, more political correctness, dooming another really good person. Um, I mean, I don't know Kurt Schilling... Uh, personally, we met him before. He seemed like a really nice guy. I never met him. Where did you meet him at? Like a fundraiser or something? No, we were. Uh, were you not in New York when he came to the studio? I don't think so. Yeah, he he came into the studio. Were you there, Jeffy? You we weren't there either. Maybe you guys were in. I tried to avoid and celebrities that come by too. So yeah, maybe, yeah, right. So it might have been one of the. Uh, I don't like avoidance days. Yeah, I just like I don't like meeting celebrities. Yeah. I just I, I, there's something about it. I just I just have a distaste for it. Uh huh. Um, it's just something about like I like if I have a. I don't know. I, like, if I have an image of who I think they are, I don't want to ruin it. That's kind of, I think, the way it Sometimes goes. Sometimes that's a it's, good safety uh, tip. Yeah, in it's Kurt easy to get ruined, too. In Kurt Schilling's case, uh, there was no need to avoid him. He's a, He's a nice guy. really nice guy. Mm -hmm. um, and his wife is a nice person as well. A uh, very nice person. Mm -hmm. And so the oh, two of them together, him, I guess, she was time. with him at the yeah. time, and they were both very nice. And so, anyway, <laughs> he also happens to be pretty conservative. Uh, I forget... It seems like in the last election cycle, that's when he showed up. And, of course, we're talking about Hall of Fame. Well, he should be in the Hall of Fame. I don't know that he is yet. Is he in the Hall of uh -huh. Fame? Ooh, Kurt Schilling, um, one of the great pitchers of our time. Uh, he posted a uh, tweet yesterday for about 10 minutes. And because of that tweet, ESPN has suspended him. Uh, it said, it, here, here was what the tweet said. It's said only 5 to 10% of Muslims are extremists. In 1940, only 7% of Germans were Nazis. How'd that go? And then he, he said underneath, the math is staggering when you get to true numbers. Um, however, he got some quick feedback from that that wasn't positive, so he quickly took it down and kind of backtracked and sort of apologized. There's no need. There's no need for that. I think what he's saying, I mean, if you really kind of look at the, the point being made there, it, it's basically saying that not all Germans were bad people, but yeah. they, the Nazis a still did a lot of damage. A small percentage of them were. Right. So a small percentage of, of Muslims are extremists, but those that small percentage can do a lot of damage. Nothing wrong with this statement. No. Yeah, Nothing I mean, wrong I, with it. Maybe you could say that, like, because a lot of people obviously um, would point out that the Germans, the citizens that weren't Nazis didn't do enough to stop 
yeah. those who were. And I guess that's probably part of that point. But, I mean, obviously that's true at some level, whether you agree with it, it in is. full. Um, there uh -huh. are lots of people in the Middle East who uh, will agree in concept with uh, horrible things that extremists do. That doesn't mean that they're necessarily bombing anyone, but they don't necessarily fight back against it. And that's shown in polling. We've discussed it many times on the show. I mean, is it far afield from points that Zudi Jasser has made multiple times? I mean, it's pretty close to what he's always said about right. extremists in Islam and how it, it's the job of Muslims to stand up against them, the good Muslims, the moderates. To stand up against the extremists. Now, to be fair, no one at ESPN knows who Zudi Jesser is. <laughs> right. Uh, but they do know Kurt Schilling because he was an employee. So yes, they do. They took him off the Little League World Series uh, broadcast, which is coming up. And, and, I hate and the Little League World Series. I love the Little League World Series. I hate World it. It's always on. I it's love on it. every day I when I want to watch sports. It is sports. No, Why don't you start boycotting it, sport. Stop watching it. No, well, it's true. I have to boycott Stu. ESPN. We learned that earlier today. Yeah. Which I thought was interesting. And so, uh, many people, I will say, have, uh, <laughs> pointed out a, a Mild inconsistency from our friend Mr. Glenn Beck on this particular topic, <laughs> where he wants to go uh, boycott ESPN, and it's just and that's such an easy decision yeah, for him to make. Yeah, because he doesn't watch ESPN. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but uh, what about ten thousand people on Twitter pointed out is um, he does realize the parent company of ESPN is Disney. Mm -hmm. Is he going to also boycott Disney? That's the you pick one. Right. Well, that's right. the one, right? It would be right. Disney. ESPN is just an underling of Disney. You'd go to the source, which would be <laughs> Disney, uh -huh. his favorite company in the universe. Yep. Uh, he's, he, I think well, he, he did occur to me, but I let him off the hook. I know, I let him off. He was getting pissed at us. Right? He, he, was, right. he, was, <laughs> <laughs> he did not take it in the manner we, in which we intended no, it. Look, I mean, I, I just find it. I, I find this chase to boycott purity to be one that most people can't execute. And he's right. Yeah, you can pick one if you want. You can pick one, but the reason mm -hmm. I don't pick one is because I feel morally inconsistent about it. It's not that because there's just one thing to focus on, and it's difficult. It's like if you're applying that logic, you should apply it across the board, and it becomes very difficult <clears throat> to live your life Although, if you do that. I will say the left doesn't hold to that standard. No, they don't. So but we I don't, hate the left. We don't have to either. The left right. sucks. I, mean, I don't want to be them. We should selectively do whatever we want yeah, on I, this. You know, I mean, I, we're never going to agree on this point. We're not. Points are we're not. But I, rehashed, it is but, effective. But it should be something you, you at least... shut down people all the time. It should be. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of things that are effective. But, I, again, like I think if you, if you want to go down this road, you should at least examine and, and acknowledge that. Um, mm -hmm. And, you know, something like Disney is a perfect example of it. If you're yeah. going to go after ESPN, the person that, with the boycott is not ESPN. The boycott is Disney. Yeah. And, and by the way, mm -hmm. a Glenn Beck boycott of Disney would do a hell of a lot more damage than a Glenn Beck boycott of ESPN. No one would oh, listen yeah. to him. No one cares about his opinion on ESPN. Mm -hmm. But, again, I, I, why go down these roads if you don't have to? Um, maybe there's a better target than either of those. And I just feel like Glenn applies this, and, and I think you agree with me on this small sliver of this point, Pat is that Glenn constantly targets sports for this. Yeah. It's always, how could you ever watch the NFL again? How could you ever watch ESPN again? Because he doesn't care yeah. about that. He yeah. does care about movies, so he never gives me... The only time movies don't have a negative impact on our society is when Glenn is letting him, going down this road of PC. <laughs> uh, and, oh, 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 well, movie cover, Hollywood. But ESPN's the real culprit with PC. Hollywood's not the culprit with PC? Oh, we're saying this on a conservative talk show, but he likes movies, so that's not what he wanted to boycott. Like, you know what? I'm boycotting celery, okay? I've now launched a boycott against celery because they're so bad. I'm going to join you, except oh. uh, it's going to be a little different. Okay. I'm going to do kale.
I'm going to do okay. kale. You know, I'll go. That olives. way, you picked one go. and I picked another I, one. I actually kind of like celery and could maybe use it at some point. Mm -hmm. So oh. I'll, I'll boycott olives because I hate them. Oh, it. and avocados. I can join you on that one too. Yeah. Celery with cream cheese, maybe some peanut butter in that bad boy. Yeah, nice. But he was not. Yeah. Uh, he was not in the mood to have us bust. Up. No, he was no, not. He was not. <laughs> no. So, <laughs> so I think I can lay off. And a just bit. a little uh, reminder of the Kurt Schilling Hall of Fame uh, point. Yeah, is he in the hall? Uh, uh, no, he is not. I didn't think so. Uh, and this is a story from uh, January 7th, How many uh, wins did Kurt Schilling have? Didn't he have over 200 well, wins? His career got wins? much uh, more he's impressive been, late. Yeah, it was, he's, it, he's, been, he's been uh, up to go into the hall for a couple of times. a few years, right? Uh, correct. Yeah. Uh, he, from January 7th, 2015, uh, believes that uh, many voters didn't put a check mark next to, uh, next to my name because uh, I'm a Republican. Uh, did he come right out and say that? Yeah. Good. Good for him. I would Good say for him. that's prob uh, probably true at some it, level. It may be. <laughs> he, he, doesn't, be. he doesn't have 300 wins, right? He has, I think, over just over 200 wins. Mm -hmm. um, but he's had incredible success in the postseason and, and, and was one of the – it, one of the best, if not the best, pitcher in baseball for a period of about four or five years. Sure was. I mean, he was. Yeah. I remember that incredible performance in was it the uh, AL Championship or was it the World Series right, his, where he had the ankle problem yeah, and his it was sock bleeding is through. in the Hall of Fame, I believe. Uh, his sock, <laughs> his bleeding sock. But that's not quite the same as being no, in the Hall of Fame. I agree. But, but it's if you can get funny. any part of your uh, clothing, your apparel, yes. your body parts in the Hall, you got a little something to brag about. I would agree on that. That's a uh, sock in the Hall of Fame. Uh, yeah, that's true. Yeah, I don't have that. Uh, do you have his career stats there, Jeff? I, no, he, well, I'm reading the tweets from the story about him being a Republican, and the one guy says, hey, Jackie Robinson was a Republican, so you can put away the violin. You're on one of those borderline players, nothing with politics. Was he really a – I didn't know Jackie Robinson was a Republican. I didn't know that either. I didn't and, either. But then Kurt fires back with saying that he was just joking around. He said, listen to the interview, then shut your pie hole. It was said in jest. <laughs> You dink. <laughs> I love Kurt Schilling. I really, I like that guy. He's, he's fun. Uh, I'm looking here for Eddie's stats, and let's just take a look, a quick look-see at whether or not he's uh, Hall of Fame worthy. 216 wins, 146 losses. So he's 216 and 146. You know, that's it's good. Yeah, I mean, record That's is pretty great. a minor part of the picture these days. Yeah, it is. Uh, ERA of a lifetime ERA of uh, 3.46. It's pretty good. It's for pretty a good. Lifetime, yeah. lifetime ERA, 3.46. That's another important factor. Uh, is that Hall of Fame worthy? You know, the, the, I think he's a legitimate candidate. I mean, he's I, a legit yeah. candidate, but it's borderline. I think it is. You can go either way on it. Mm -hmm. You know, it's not the 300 wins. It's almost a guarantee. It's like 500 home runs is usually a guarantee unless you're in the steroid era. 3,000 hits is a guarantee. Um, you know, so he's not in the guaranteed area. Which no. is but he had. A, I mean, he had a good run. He was run. great. Yeah, he, he could run. I, you know, I mean, he was unbelievable in the postseason as well, which is kind of like it blows him up even bigger. than I think his numbers are are really, really good, probably borderline, but. His yeah. postseason performance has got to push Look him Look at in, some of these seasons like you were talking about. He, you know, in his career, like 2001, he was 22-6. and six. Next year, he was 23-7. and seven. Then he went 8-9 and nine in an injury season. Then he was 21-6. and six. Mm -hmm. Then he went 8-8, eight and 15-7, eight, and 9-8. and eight. So That's I mean, the end of his career. And yeah. earlier on, he was on you know, kind of bad teams, he, you know, but he still was still pitched a big, well. I mean, he's a big-time pitcher, obviously. Yeah. And picked out a couple of the big – with him paired with Randy Johnson, then him paired with Pedro Martinez, a couple of the best 
uh, duos of all time in a pitching staff. I mean, those two, they, yeah. were, it was impossible to do anything against those Martinez two Martinez was uh, yeah. unreal. And he is in the Hall of Fame, Pedro. For a while. He was just inducted. Oh, was he? Yeah. Okay. Uh, I mean, he's... I mean, he has, you know, he's arguably, because he was pitching through the steroid era, has some of the best numbers of all time. I mean, because he was doing those things. He was ERA's under mm. two in the, in the middle of the steroid era. It's pretty amazing. Baseball's a legit, I think, Hall of Fame. Football's a pretty legit Hall of Fame. Uh, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, <laughs> not a legitimate Hall of Fame. Jeffy was just inducted. Uh, <laughs> Into the, yeah, he Jeffy was, was inducted. Uh Bobby Doofelwitz from 1963 was inducted. <laughs> don't take into the away Hall what Bobby, Do- no, Bobby Doofelwitz was. I mean, don't get me wrong. He had two Bobby songs. Bobby D was strong. <laughs> I love the fact that Richie Valens is in there for two songs. Seriously, two oh, but he's songs. That, he's an iconic guy. He's 17 years old and he died, and, and that's, that's why, why he's in the Hall of Fame. Yes, yes. That's absolutely why he's in. You don't get into a Hall of Fame because you died. Oh, okay. You don't. Come on. Okay. It's pathetic. Okay, we're going to come back on the other side with our uh, reporter live uh, at the scene of the shooting uh, in Virginia. We'll uh, come back with that here on the other side. 888-727-BECK is the phone number. More Pat's to in a second. Welcome to it. Uh, we have uh, our reporter, our blazing yeah, reporter, Mike Mason, is Mike Mason uh, joining us live from. Is are are you in Roanoke right now, Mike? I am in uh, the small town that the. I'm actually right across the street from the crime scene at the moment. Um, mm. wow. There's probably 60 police cars here lining the side of that street. Uh, caution tape all around. Um, and they won't really let me get through. I was trying to kind of walk in there to see what what was going on a little bit more, but they definitely have it shut down out here. Oh, this is one of the weirdest days I can ever remember doing this job. I mean, uh, to watch this happen, you know, kind of live, and then the, the developments with the shooter actually recording his murders himself. Um, did you Have you heard anything locally there, Mike, about uh, the relationship between these three people? Uh, there, we've heard... Uh, possibilities that that he had uh, you know accused her of racism and there was some hr problems have you heard anything about that locally i haven't heard anything about that quite yet i mean i'm more or less just trying to talk to some maybe businesses around the area who uh who were close but like i said man they got probably one two three four full blocks completely caution taped off and the entire business that it was in front of um, which has, you know, real estate places in it. It looks like maybe some kind of wakeboarding type place. Pizza, you know, shop is all completely shut off. Like they're even giving me the stink eye right now just being across the street. Mm. What, is, uh, what is the latest that you've heard? Do you have anything new? Last we heard, uh, he had shot himself and, but was uh, taken to a hospital. He was apparently still alive. Yeah, I, I was just walking by a couple of the officers, and they said that he was he was on his way to a hospital. So other than overhearing, I don't have anything quite yet. I just, like, literally just pulled up to the crime scene, right, as you guys were calling. So, mm-hmm. uh, so well, you know, keep us, uh, if you kind of get anything here before we're on for another, what, 45 minutes or something, if you, if you talk to anyone there and you, and you can kind of update us. I mean, everyone wants to know what the hell's going on over there. I mean, it's one of the strangest mm-hmm. days I can remember. So, Mike, if you get anything, uh, you know, please uh, yeah, keep us in mind and, and update us. 
I will absolutely, man. Yeah, All they're right. they're they're really being a quite anti-media. I just saw some sure. Fox cameras get pushed back from across the street. So um, let me go around, and I'm going to try to talk to people and see what's going on, and then we'll uh, I'll call you back. We'll go from there. Thanks, Sounds Mike. Good. I appreciate Thanks. it, man. Yeah, I mean that's understandable from the police perspective. Yeah. I mean they want to control the scene. They want to, you know, they don't look. It's going to draw a lot of people, um, and uh, you know, people want to know what the heck is going on and what the true story is there. So it was certainly understandable. But you know, the police have got a job to do. So obviously we'll let them do that. Ugh, what a what a it's just terrible to watch. And, yeah, you know these poor families. The guy mm -hmm. who was an, another anchor, other than the guy, the shooter, who was also seemingly an anchor at some level. Um, one of the other anchors was uh, living with the female reporter that was mm -hmm. murdered, and he was just tweeting out photos of them together. I mean, imagine being in the middle of this, and you're on Twitter right. tweeting out photos of like, how, like how can you even deal with that? I can't. I mm. I couldn't even comprehend going through something like that. And then the fact that everyone sort of went through it with you, in some ways it takes this really intimate, private, awful thing and makes it super public. <clears throat> and that's got to be a, just another layer of, of, of being difficult to deal with. I mean, you know, I mean, it's got to happen. It happened on live television. There's nothing you can do about it, but it, it's got to make it that much more awful. Yeah, it's, uh, it's a tragic day. And Mike will hopefully update us before uh, we leave today. 888 back. Meanwhile, the Black Panthers are, of course, the uh, vanguard of the revolution. <clears throat> I'm not sure if you're aware of that. I am not. But uh, they are. So um, really? uh, deal with it. Yeah. Uh, first feature-length documentary to explore the Black Panther Party and its <laughs> yeah. significance to the broader American culture is out now. Now, some would say it's a documentary. Um, you judge if this feels like a documentary <laughs> to you or if okay. it feels a little bit more like propaganda from the offices of the Black Panthers. <laughs> <laughs> like they actually produced it themselves. I don't know. It's one of the two. Uh, watch this trailer. It's a new movie coming out. The Black Panthers. Black Panthers. The Black Panther Party. Black Panther Movement. The Black Panthers were absolutely unique. Being black in America meant that you didn't walk down the street with the same sense of safety and the sense of privilege as a white person. Attack dogs, fire hoses. Police jump on you, beat you up, put the gun at your head. This is what we were going through on a daily basis. We stand on the eve of a black revolution, brothers. Now we have voices within the community that we're not going to continue to turn the other cheek. Amendment guarantees the citizen a right to bear arms on public property. We're going to carry our guns and we're going to follow the police. We're going to maintain a legal distance, ready to throw down if necessary. Anyone who would approve of this kind of demonstration must be out of their mind. Don't get the Gestapo fears have to stop brutalizing our community or we're going to drive them out. The majority of the rank and file are women. We tried to change some of the clear gender roles. Women had guns and men cooked breakfast for children. The way we walk and talk and dress, we were a phenomenon. Stand the Black Panthers really understood the media. They used us to their advantage. Chairman of the Black Panther Party, and here he is. They tapped the phone. The phone is probably hooked up to the White House. You read the Black Panther Party newspaper? Yes, I do. Why? Because I'm black and I'm proud. The FBI wanted to destroy the Panthers. How about justice? Justice is incidental to law and order. This was all out attack on the Black Panther Party. Every significant office is going to be raided, bombed, shot, mass arrests. They were coming to kill us.
When the 15-minute gun battle was over, two Black Panthers were dead. This was obviously a political assassination. It was like a slaughterhouse. doing fundraisers at places like Jane Fonda's townhouse so that we could raise money for the legal defense fund. There were 156 not guilty verdicts. It's astonishing. We don't hate nobody because of their color. We hate oppression. We refer to ourselves as the vanguard. We wanted the entire community to fight. I feel free. I feel absolutely free. You understand? That's what I feel. That's wow. amazing. There is so much in there. Wow. No um, kidding. From the point of, uh, the, well, all they were doing, Pat, is uh-huh. cooking breakfast for children. Oh, that's, that's what they were that's what they did. for. Uh, sure. Reverse the roles. Yeah, yeah, reverse the roles. Yeah, yeah. I love that. I love, uh, what was it? Was it BuzzFeed? Uh, the quote from BuzzFeed towards the end. Um, I, I love lost what it was. <laughs> it's so unbelievable. Patently crazy. Um, and, of course, the New York Times praising it. The time is right for a Black Panthers documentary. Does that seem like a, a critical look at the Black Panthers at all? No. Um, oh, they, BuzzFeed said it was the heartbreaking fall. Yeah, uh, I, that's right. My heart wasn't broken over the fall no. of the Black Panthers. Um, and I know, uh, you know, I wasn't necessarily to target demo. Uh, but they're not even remembered particularly well among um, uh, among blacks. I mean, when you say today uh, the Black Panthers are showing up at a voting booth, you're charged with racism for just bringing up their presence <laughs> mm-hmm. because they're seen as such a negative group. Uh, I do love, however, how they clearly recognize the Second Amendment. I don't. It was not. They, they themselves said we have a Second Amendment right to carry a gun in a public place. Um, this is something, of course, that we would agree with, but the media yeah. doesn't agree with it all. They'll praise mm-hmm. the Black Panthers for having that right, but apparently they won't have the, the praise any other Americans for uh, exercising that right. That's a really a layered thing there. And uh, do you think uh, that's going to be a fair uh, look? No, not based on what we saw. Uh, <laughs> they don't seem to be uh, talking about inciting riots, uh, killing people. Uh, raping women, which they also did. Do you mean just trying to get people to understand? No, I'm talking about they, uh, committing felonies, real, real, real crimes, mm. and uh, causing real mayhem. Crimes the, to the white in the man. '60s and '70s. Yes, crimes, <laughs> crimes of the, crimes against society, yeah. and mm-hmm. uh, whites among them. Yeah, blacks well, too, mm-hmm. uh, frankly. But mm-hmm. uh, yeah, not they're they're not the uh, Boy Scouts. That uh, we were led to believe there. I mean, that was like was, uh, that, that could have been from like the, a campaign for yeah. their candidate. Yeah, it could have. I mean, it's it's yes. it's that glowing, and there's almost no. All it is is they get beat up, and they look. They had to do something. Yeah, that's the whole story. The Black Panthers. I mean, no, they're it's not. just peaceful. They're loving. They're peaceful and loving. I mean, uh, the guys are out there making breakfast for the kids. It's a knitting clatch is what it really is. The Black Panthers knitting clatch. They got together and they knitted sweaters for needy children. I hate to. That's what they did. Uh, you know, look. Uh-oh. What maybe they did um, make some <laughs> breakfasts for kids. I will say that's not important enough to be in the do- the, the trailer of the documentary. No, no it's, not. Uh, it's not a big enough of the piece of the puzzle that it's just like saying like Al Qaeda. Well, they build schools. <laughs> well, yeah, I guess they have built a couple of schools. Not important, really, though. Did you happen to see any of the footage of uh, the Shabazz people? They're all named Shabazz, uh, Malik Shabazz, Bobby Shabazz, Shabazz Jeff Shabazz, 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 Shabazz mm-hmm. Queen Shabazz, King Shabazz. Anyway, uh, did we see any footage saying that we got to kill white people? We got to kill day babies? 
we got to kill uh, some of their children. We got. I mean, I don't remember seeing any of that in that little trailer we just saw. That well, was, they can't put everything in the trailer. Not everything, no. I mean, but they could have put something in there about what the Black Panthers were really all about. Yeah. <laughs> Here they are starting fires. <laughs> Jeez. They did a lot. Man. They did a lot. Yeah, they, they really did. I want to cover some of the negative. A uh, hundred and fifty-six. What was the? What was a hundred and fifty-six uh, that were acquitted? Acquittals? Yeah. Is that what they claimed? Well, what does that show you? But the justice system worked even for the right. Black Panthers. Mm-hmm. I mean, even for the Black Panthers, if a hundred and fifty-six went on trial and were acquitted, that tells you something about the American justice system, doesn't it? I thought we were supposed to be so hateful and racist. How'd they get acquitted? <laughs> what do you? Uh, weird. That's just mm-hmm. a weird documentary all the way around. And by the way, uh, public broadcasting, PBS, PBS, doing that really? Yeah, that's your uh, that's your uh, your tax dollars at work. Making documentaries, you got to love that. Vanguard of the Revolution. It's a, an essential history, and a vibrant chronicle of this pivotal movement that birthed a new revolutionary culture in America. Mm, Isn't that beautiful? Wow. Always something to that's cheer on. Beautiful. Mm-hmm. All right, good. Triple eight seven two seven back. There is more patents too. It's uh, inevitable. And all you can think of is Forrest Gump saying, "Sorry, I ruined your black Panther party." <laughs> <laughs> Program. Triple eight seven three seven back is the phone number. Um, so, did you see this uh, guy in Taiwan? A boy, it was a little kid, actually, twelve years old, mm-hmm. uh, walking through a museum, and uh, he tripped, and uh, well, he he put his fist through a painting, which was one worth one point five million. Here it comes. Uh, it, uh, oh, ooh, oh god! Oh. oh no! He's trying to hold on to his soda. Oh, and he trips. Just and keep going, baby. Jams his hand in a painting. The good thing is. It was. It only cost one point five million dollars. Yeah, just the one point. One point five million dollar painting. He just put his hand through. That's uh, sad. Yeah. Oh, really? So he shouldn't. It doesn't have even stopped. look like he actually did it there. Honestly, just by, by watching the video, you can't really see his hand go through. But I mean, obviously, it did. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's an unfortunate tragedy because you kind of see like he does trip here, and but it I don't know. It doesn't look like he puts his Why hand through. Are they keeping through. a painting that worth that much so close like that? Yeah, it's kind of stupid. That is. I mean, that's, yeah, that's not advisable. Well, oh, golly. I mean, a simple simple little trip like that, and you're already putting it through a painting? Yeah, after my own heart. A 350-year-old work of art. But he, I will say the best thing about it is he protected the soda. (laughs) Yeah, it didn't didn't seem to spill a drop of it. No, that's important. Uh, That is important. Uh, I'd like to know who pays for that. If, are they being held, uh, I mean... Responsible for that? It's got to be insured, right? I mean, the poor kid obviously didn't mean anything by it. It's not like he was like vandalizing. He just, I mean, you know, he just tripped. It happens. Keep making excuses for the kid. Go ahead. He saved the soda. Keep making excuses. That's why. I I almost got in a car accident a long time ago. Mm -hmm. I was driving down the road going like 50 miles an hour, and this guy just, I mean, literally pulled out in front of me. I had nowhere to go. So I literally slammed on the brakes. And screeched and, you know, kind of went sideways. And, and I remember stopping, like, four or five feet behind this guy. It was a pretty close call. Um, and uh, and I just remember, I never remember, like, I'll never forget stopping and, like, realizing what had happened. And, like, wow, 
and then looking down and realizing I held my soda the entire time like this to make sure I didn't spill any of it. <laughs> After something like that, you need to drink. Yeah, well, yeah, and, and, and I did. Well, um, that's good. important. Yeah, that mm -hmm. is good. Mm -hmm. uh, a woman just drank because uh, she apparently had a giant bottle of liquor that she couldn't take on a plane with her. And so oh, she just gonna do? chugged it all down. Chinese woman was making a connecting flight from Beijing to Wenzhou Friday. And you know that, that flight from Beijing to Wenzhou? Oh. Yeah, I mean, you need, you need a few drinks oh my God, to get yeah. you warmed up for it. The mm -hmm. turbulence, you know that you're mm -hmm. going to have the in traffic once you get oh, there. Oh, jeez. Right. Oh, oh boy. We've all been I there. Mean, we've been there, done that a million times. Mm -hmm. Told by security she couldn't take it on, uh, uh, take an expensive bottle of cognac on the flight which she bought in the U.S., and she brought it from the U.S. onto the plane. Uh, it was a hundred, it was over a hundred milli, milliliters, yeah. mLs? Yeah, well, I mean, milliliters, is uh, that a lot? I see, $200 bottle of liquor. $200 bottle of liquor, but I don't know how much a hundred milliliters is. Uh, so Go back to the American system. <laughs> Let's get Lincoln Chafee on the phone. He'll know. <laughs> Please. He would know. Can we get him? Mm -hmm. let's, let's see if we can. So she didn't want to let her $200 bottle go, uh, so she drank it all right there. And I'm guessing that she, be uh, she became so intoxicated that she was rolling on the floor and acting erratically. As she 100 milliliters? Is that right? 100 milliliters is 3.38 ounces. So that's that's not very much. A couple shots. That's a small bottle. Uh, ML. It does is that say, milliliters? Yeah, I mean, that's what it says on, the, on our article. That's that's not it. Three ounces is nothing. So what? Uh, how much? What are you getting? Uh, do you anyone else have another another story on that? That is what Time is reporting: a hundred a hundred milliliters. But uh, they, they, you know, made. Oh, there you go. Yeah, they made have screwed that up. I mean, because you feel Maybe like it's a like normal 12 bottle. Gallons. Maybe it was a twelve-gallon jug. <laughs> a normal <laughs> bottle of of liquor that you'd get a normal size is something like I remember doing the math on this fairly recently because of a story like this. It was seventeen seventeen and a half shots or something. You do 17 and a half shots, you're going to the hospital. Well, to you could die you a little. Yeah, you could die. Not Jeffy. Jeffy's not going to the hospital. Starting, oh, no. 17 Jeffy's shots? Not, Jeffy's not even buzzing at that point. Uh, but a woman, uh, you know, drinking that much that fast probably. Yeah. 17 shots starting to take the edge off the other stuff. Sure. Okay, now they're saying anyway. it's 700 milliliters, which is uh, totally different than what they that's reported. That's different but, than 100 uh, milliliters. It is, and that is, <laughs> yeah, that's probably about 17 store? and a half shots, so it probably is that normal size liquor okay. bottle. That's a lot that's of a liquor. Lot. That's a lot. Um, now, Jeffy, are you aware that there is such a thing I am. of a porn-sniffing dog? I am. Very disappointing that they're training these dogs like this. <laughs> but, is it? Uh, it is. Well, but that's a, I don't, I don't dogs story. sniff porn? What does porn it's smell not, like? They don't really sniff porn. They've got the, the particular, they're highlighting this dog that busted Jared. Yeah. Uh, that helped bust Jared because uh, the dog sniffs out uh, metal and electronics like little thumb drives and uh, DVDs and uh, things that, uh, well, people mm. of Jared's ilk mm -hmm. uh, may put places that they hope other people would find. So they know where it's at, you know, in a, in a book, be on a bookshelf, in the back of a drawer, mm. taped underneath the drawer, okay. underneath the refrigerator, in a, maybe someplace in a box of cereal in the pantry. Some other places like that where people wouldn't normally look. You have a, you just rattled off about a dozen examples of that as if you've done it. No, I just, I mean, I've read the story. I know what they're talking about.
All right. But this dog mm -hmm. found a bunch of uh, different thumb drives and stuff at Jared's house, and that's how they busted uh, it. That's, yeah, that's how they're getting these guys And it was like that. stuff the police missed. The right. Dog, the dog picked up. Really? Yeah. yeah. There's only five of them so. in, the, in the country. Five porn-sniffing dogs uh, who, are nat uh, who are trained to sniff weird. out electronic data devices, as Jeffy pointed out. Uh -huh. um, uh, played a key role in the arrest of uh, Jared Fogle on his porn charges. Two-year-old rescue uh, dog nosed out a thumb drive that humans had failed to find um, from uh, the initial search of Fogel's house, including X-rated images of minors and paying uh, to have sex with teenage Pretty girls. Fascinating. He also, the dog apparently also found uh, hidden lettuce, tomatoes, and uh, cheese. <laughs> that, uh, was the cheese cut into house. triangle shapes for no particular reason? Yes. <laughs> okay. Because <laughs> there's not really he a reason. He's apparently hiding some of the sandwiches. Other than wanting to and save so. money on giving us less cheese, there's no reason for it to I be triangle shapes. I don't know what that shapes. is. Yeah, okay? I don't know what can that is. Can we be honest is. about that? As a, as a society, can we be honest that we don't want triangle cheese? We yes. want full square cheese. I think we can. I think we can be yeah. honest. Have you guys have you guys seen the? I, I don't know if it's sniffing porn. I don't know if they're sniffing uh, for bombs or drugs. But this last trip that we made from uh, DFW to Salt Lake City, at DFW they had a dog going up and down the security lane as we were waiting to go through the, you know, the other security that you have to go through mm -hmm. the metal detectors. I've seen that before. I don't. I don't think and the dog was going up and down sniffing stuff. I'm not sure what they were looking for, whether it was drugs or whether it was bombs or whatever kind of dog it was. But uh, you have seen that. I've seen it at other places, yeah. I don't remember ever seeing it at DFW, but I mean, they have. Yeah, they've started doing that now. And then, and then, I, I, so now they're talking about. Every, every place I'm not sure. throughout DFW? Uh, we'll I'm not out sure. In the next couple of days. <laughs> I would leave your stuff at home. Uh, is yeah, what probably I mean. not. The, the, the airport's not a good place for your stash. It's really Jerry. not. It's really I mean, not. I mean, do, they, do we know if it's a drug sniffing? No, that's or what I was asking. I don't know. I actually do do not know. They probably have that reported somewhere. Yeah. Check that <laughs> you might out. want to look into it. Yeah. I think it's okay to bring electronics on planes, Jeffy. It's just what mm -hmm. you put on the electronics, which is which is the issue. See, that's mm -hmm. why it's kind of misleading about the porn sniffing dog. Yeah, the, yeah, you know, it it's not it's not like he's sniffing out porn. Right, which is why <laughs> he smells nudity. Yeah, on a photograph. <laughs> <laughs> is that nudity? It's I a smell? digital naked photo. <laughs> There. <laughs> <laughs> it's a little ridiculous. Yeah, it is. All right, let's take a break. Triple eight seven twenty seven Beck is the phone number. We'll come back on the other side. We got some uh, some eh, some interesting stuff coming up mm -hmm. uh, that we promised you uh, yesterday. We'll get to that here in, in just a moment. Uh, Pat and Stu, welcome. Uh, we are uh, really happy that you're here with us, and we have some uh, fun things uh, for mental floss. Let oh. us be the judge of that. <laughs> okay, okay. Yeah. Let us be the judge of whether it's fun or not. Don't tell me what's fun. All right. That in seems your, a little hostile. In your face. Just, oh. just admit it. It's Perhaps over. Perhaps a little more hostile than it needs to it's be. It's over. Mm -hmm. Okay. That's, that's what they call face, uh, face palm. Mm-hmm. But... It's what they call face palm? Yeah, face palming. You palm oh, really? someone's face. Okay. Yeah. All right. That's what they call Here's it. 14 things you might not know about the Sears or uh, Willis Tower. I know it is the Sears Tower because that's what it used to be called. I guess it's now the Willis you Tower. You know what? Screw you, Willis. Yeah, no Sears kidding. Tower. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay? Mm-hmm. 
It's just like the tower in Houston that they used to call the Transco Tower. Everybody still does, even though it's not that anymore. Huh? But Except forever, it'll be the Transco Tower to, to Houstonians. Okay? You can call it whatever you want now. Except the Houstonians were the only one that knew that, and the Sears Tower <laughs> yes, was known by the world. True. It was. <laughs> very true. Although the building I'm talking about is the largest non-downtown building in the world. <laughs> what? Wow. What an amazing achievement. Non-downtown <laughs> building in the world. In the world. Okay? Oh, that is Put the that in your pipe and smoke staff. it. Okay? That is a really big building, actually. It is. It you is. know the one I'm talking I about? I so, yeah. I mean, they've got <laughs> the really it, big ones downtown. Mm -hmm. There's three that are larger, but that's it's pretty big for a non-downtown building. Mm -hmm. it's, so there you go. I mean, it's, it's the Visitor Bureau stat. It's no. 800 feet Did or something. Did you know the Transco, Transco Tower is, is the largest, largest non-downtown building in the world? <laughs> okay. No, but I didn't, didn't I, need to know that either. I mock this as a person who drove an hour and a half to see a radio tower. Yeah, so I don't think I have anything legs to That's stand right. on here. Mm -hmm. That's right. But the, the Sears Tower you've heard of. It's actually not the first. The Sears Merchandising Building Tower was erected on South Holman Avenue in the Chicago neighborhood of Lawndale, four miles due west of where its successor would eventually break ground. The original tower was a rel relatively short 15 stories, and it maxed out at a height of 249 feet. Hmm. There you go. I didn't know that. Sears Tower, nor did, did I care. No. Uh, when, did the, when did the Sears Tower <laughs> actually change? Uh, 2009 is the uh, date for that. It's been, now it's the Willis Tower, which uh, I, mm. I refuse to adopt. It's oh, like I, won't, I won't call it that. Certain stadiums no. have this problem. Mm -hmm. uh, they're, you know, I don't know. To me, it's still Joe Robbie Stadium. I don't know if it still is. Because it was Land Shark Stadium, wasn't it, for a while? Land Miami. Shark. Is that yeah. even still a stadium? Joe Robbie really Stadium. Is yeah, it, the Super Bowl there. I thought they had to build a new one, though. I don't think, I think it was. I think they did build a new one, didn't yeah. they? It was for a long time. Is uh, Joe Robbie where they do the Orange Bowl, or is that uh, No, the Orange Bowl is the Miami. That's what I'm saying. That's why I thought they okay. built a new one. i got to right. find out now. But you're right. I understand what you mean by... It's yeah. almost going to be that. I mean, yeah, that's maybe yeah. a bad example. That's the one that popped into my head. But it, like, there's all those things. It's like if the Empire State Building changed its name. I had a, no, Nobody yeah, would want to call right. it. You're not, you're not doing it. You no, know, right. I'm not doing it. And it's, you know, it'll all be the Freedom Tower. I don't care. I don't care what the hell they're calling it. Yeah. It's the freaking Freedom Tower. <laughs> right. And you know what? For a long time for me, it was Enron Field in Houston. Okay. I don't care if Enron didn't exist. It was still Enron Field. Right. Okay? Mm -hmm. At least mm -hmm. with the corporate stuff, you're starting. Like, it's Cowboy Stadium, not AT&T Field or whatever oh, they're calling it. Right. Man. You know? And they it's held the ball out for park. a long time. I don't know yeah. why they caved, finally. Uh, lots of money. Yeah, yeah well, well, the caved. contract they, was a lot yes. of money. I do, I, we, do, we all know why they caved, but they shouldn't have. <laughs> I was at uh, the ballpark in Arlington. Last night, or yeah. Globe Life Field? No, did they finally sell out oh, on yeah. that? Uh, I think it's been a while. Uh, yeah. Globe Life Field? Ballpark in Arlington is a great freaking name. Great name. And Globe Life great Field. Name. I mean, look, Globe Life, I, don't even, I assume life insurance? I don't even know. I mean, it's, I'm sure they're great. But, That's unbelievable. Um, by the way, I, I, we should look on my, uh, did you see that I was on TV? <laughs> No, were last you? Night? Yeah, you should see this. Uh, it's on my Twitter feed or, or my were you Facebook behind home feed plate or something? from last night. Yeah, I was kind of, I was off to the side. I didn't think I would necessarily be in the feed. But some uh, eagle-eyed uh, viewer of ours mm -hmm. uh, kind of just saw me in the audience, and picked it out, scre screenshotted it, and posted it, and was making fun of me. Because remember when Glenn was on the Country Music Awards? Right. He was making <laughs> Risting Bitch right. Face. Mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> he was, remember that? Oh, yeah, RBF? He most definitely right. had that. Uh, Do you have Resting Bitch Face? Yeah, they said, to, they yeah. said, it looks like Stu has RBF. Just like Glenn, and uh, <laughs> almost everybody we, does. Can we bring that up before the end of the show? It would be funny. That's it's great. a dumb little moment from uh, last night's Blue Jays game, which, by the way, they won. 
Uh, yes, they did. Being down one run with a 3 2 count, two outs, top of the ninth. Uh, Troy Tulowitzki gets a hit. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then uh, Josh Donaldson reaches on an error. They win the game by one. Who's um, they? The Blue Jays? The Blue Jays, one? yeah. They oh, played okay. in the Rangers all the time. Who's they? Um, but uh, the funny part about this is I'm sitting in these seats, and the people next to me are season ticket holders, obviously, because they like know the people who are working the aisle. They know them by name. They know the people in the row in front of us by name. They're having all these conversations. <laughs> They're with them. They're sitting here the entire game next to me. And they're doing uh, this, uh, you know, into the game, watching it, commenting on every aspect of it. During Tulowitzki's at bat, with two outs in the top of the ninth in a one-run game with a guy in scoring position Time with a 3-2 count, they leave to beat traffic. Got to go. What yeah. the I, I hell know. are you doing? Why would you they're bother going to, to the game? They're leaving to beat traffic. Because they've seen enough. They've seen enough. All right, we wanted to hang out at the ballpark. We've done that. And the now money we're I spent on these tickets, I'll leave yeah. when I damn well want well, to. I mean, it's their right. It's just dumb. It is. I mean, if you're going to go there for it three is. hours, and you don't want to see how the game turns out. And, of course, it changed. Because they, they thought, you know, obviously the, the Blue Jays were going to lose and the, and the Rangers would win, so they just ditch. And then, But you're talking about one of the best hitters in the game yeah. with a two-out uh, situation with a guy in second. Uh, it's insane. I think we do have the uh, stew pick oh, nice. ready nice. to go. And uh, there he is. <laughs> that's a good nice. catch. That's a good that, catch. I, seriously, how did they good see catch. that? I don't know, but that's great. Stu look, <laughs> looks like Stu has RBF just like Glenn. <laughs> that is that's a funny. great pickup. That's great. Because, I mean, I, I, didn't, you know, I didn't even say I don't think I was going to the game. By the way, I was uh. going with a friend who canceled. So that was just me sitting by myself for three hours. You're kidding. You yeah. went to the game by yourself? I was just there by myself for three hours. That's I embarrassing. Mean, That's embarrassing. I loved it. You know, I, could, you I, was, it? I was sitting Did there thinking really? to myself, you know what? I could get used to this. <laughs> <laughs> I, do I really need to go with somebody else? It's kind of irritating. No, it, it, it's true. And nice. I, I will when say, you think about it. I was thinking to myself, like you know, maybe in retirement, get a little place up uh, in Toronto, season just kind of like season tickets, and just pop yeah. in. Walk be to bad, the game. Would it? I was thinking about it. Wouldn't it wouldn't be bad. I, that, no, it would not. Walk cool. to the game back and forth. That's nice. a fun life. I actually had a friend who was a big, uh, a big Red Sox fan, and was talking about that. Like at some point in his life, just wants to move like within five or six blocks of Fenway. And just every day, you just walk down to the game, watch the game. You're watching 80 games a year. Mm-hmm. You just—that's a life. Mm-hmm. You know, I can get used to. I yeah, get used to it'd that. be fun. Yeah. You know my—you uh, know my story about leaving a game early, right? My world-renowned. Oh, right. Story. Yeah. Oh, you did have With one. What was it? Can right? you remind me? I think it, you have told the story. It, it, an, it's an epic story of uh, uh, Barry Bonds was about to break the all-time. Single season home run record. Okay. And he was about to do it in Houston, Texas, where we lived. Right. So I took my four year old son Daniel and my seven year old son Sean and we went to the game and we had we had a we had really nice sweet tickets because of uh, where I worked and whatever. And so uh, they gave me some tickets in the suite. We went up there and we were eating hot dogs and having a great time and having ice cream sundaes and all that. And the Astros proceeded to walk Barry Bonds every time up. <laughs> so he was at, I think he was at, uh, the record at that time was 70, right? So he yeah. was, I can't remember if he was going to tie or break the record. Okay. Mm-hmm. Either one w- was pretty cool. You oh, know, yeah. you'd be a part oh, God, of history. Yeah. And so, uh, so he's up in the first inning. He's up in the like third inning. He's up in the fifth inning. He's up in the seventh inning. They walk him every single time. Intentional walk every single time. Mm-hmm. So my four-year-old son Daniel's like, Dan, let's go home. I want to go home. Can we go home? And I'm like, okay, yeah. They're they're walking him every, anyway. 
Let's go home. So I get the kids in the car. We uh, head out, get on the freeway. Oh, We're on I-10, <laughs> headed west on I-10, back to my home in Katy. And I turn on the uh, I, I turn on our our affiliate station there and uh, listen to the game as it ends. <laughs> oh God! It's the bottom of the I think it's the top of the eighth inning. Uh, Astros decide for whatever freaking reason to suddenly pitch at now the, to Barry the, Bonds at the end of the at game. the end of the freaking game after intentionally walking him the whole game. The team should be fine for that. And he rockets his 70th home run. Oh, oh. and you heard it on the radio. And I heard it on the freeway on the way home. The oh, team should be God. fine for that because well, the fans are there in the beginning of the game to see that thank happen, you. and they let it happen yes. at the end of the game. <laughs> it's unbelievable. Unbelievable, so but that's, it's a, it's probably the worst going home early story of all time. Yeah, it's funny because um, uh, I was planning on going with my friend, and then he didn't. Uh, he, he was detained doing other things or whatever, so it was just me. And as I was I, as I was leaving, I didn't know this yet. I didn't find this out until I was halfway to the park. So as I was leaving, uh, I, I said to my son, "I'm like, uh, I'm going to the Blue Jays," and he, you know, of course, he likes the Blue Jays too because he's my son, and I've been indoctrinating mm -hmm. him. And he goes, can I go see the Blue Jays, too? And I'm like, ah, you know, not right now, bud. You know, he was about to go to bed. He's had a long day and was melting down largely. Uh, but it crossed my mind of I've been waiting to take him to his first game because I want him to remember it. So I don't want him at three or four because he's not going to remember his first experience. I want to wait until mm -hmm. he's I, – I, my thing was like five or six I thought was like the most appropriate age to that first one. Because mm -hmm. I want him to really remember it and get him all excited about it and build it up over a long period of time. <laughs> like, I'm excited to do that. Um, and, uh, but I don't know. What's the, is that the right age, five or six, would you say? To remember it? I don't know. Yeah. They start, I, you, I, I don't know. Yeah, between, like, I would think six and ten in there. I mean, for sure, after, you know, eight or nine, but right around six or so. Because I remember taking, uh, I mean, we used to go, we got... Tickets to several events from the radio station. That, yes, you know that happens at local radio level. That's mm -hmm. kind of sweet. And mm -hmm. I just remember, you know, I remember taking, uh, you know, Elvis to those as a kid. Did he remember he was going all the way. Yeah, yeah. Right, there you go. Yeah. Well, all right. Well, we didn't get the running of the story. No, we didn't. Maybe we'll save it for tomorrow too. Okay. Sears hasn't been in that tower since 1995. By the way. Wow.